0: Welcome to the Happily Hormonal Podcast. Now, if you're a little iffy on whether or not the word hormonal is a good one, you're in the right place. Hey, 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 welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited for today. And I know I say that every time, but I actually am excited every single time. Today is going to be a solo episode and it's really gonna be more of a personal one because I'm talking about my postpartum journey this last time, my third baby, and he just recently turned one in the last couple of weeks. And so I was really kind of getting introspective and looking back at our journey and pregnancy and birth. And all of this we've gone through together and I wanted to share with you because I know that a lot of you are in this stage of life or if you're like me, you know, just this stage of life is so precious and so you like living vicariously through those of us who are in this stage with our little tiny babies So I wanted to just really start by saying this is 100% not medical advice, like none of my podcasts are, but this especially is really just my experience. And so I want to share it because I think that it can be helpful and encouraging to know that postpartum can be good. And I'm also going to be really real that there are always parts of it that are maybe not necessarily perfect either. So just really starting at the beginning with my pregnancy, my pregnancy with my last baby was so easy compared to really both of my other pregnancies. And while I think that's definitely in the Lord's hands and I'm not going to just fully take credit for it, there were a few things that I did to prepare for this pregnancy that I did not do with my other two simply because I really didn't know. And a couple of them that I think made a really big difference for me were that I focused on nourishment and my minerals. And I also focused on my gut and my liver. Prior to this pregnancy. And so just backstory, my other son is a little less than three and a half years older than Malachi, who is my third baby, and he breastfed until he was two years old. So there's definitely some of the things that I wanted to do for my health and for my gut that I was waiting until I was done breastfeeding. And then just having two busy little kiddos and a business, I didn't really get to everything that I wanted to do. So I'm just going to be really honest with that. But about probably four to six months before I got pregnant with Malachi, I really was focused on, I did some gut testing and I did some hormone testing too just to kind of see where everything was and started to do some support specifically for that. And a lot of it really was, making sure that I was getting consistent nourishment because that of course is my top key thing, but also really thinking about like what I needed with my emotions and if I was managing stress and if I was getting the sleep that I needed and really just taking a step back and working on the basics and then using that testing that I mentioned and doing a little bit more specific building up of my gut and balancing my gut bacteria a little bit. And then I also did some extra support for my liver, some things like castor oil packs. I think I did a little bit of just some gentle liver support with things like milk thistle or just some like gentle supportive herbs, as well as I was doing coffee enemas for a little while, because I definitely had some signs that my liver needed some extra support. And that was really working for me in that time. So I did some specific gut and liver support and Going back to the beginning of my pregnancy with my other two kiddos, I had some pretty significant morning sickness. With my first, I remember I just threw up like three times every day and somewhere around like noon or one, I could start functioning and it took me a little while to actually feel good, but I would just like throw up all morning, every morning. So kind of like the... like quote unquote, typical morning sickness in that first trimester. And I think it lasted maybe like six to eight weeks for me. So nothing super crazy, but still significant. And then with my second, I had more like just nausea throughout the day. Like it wasn't really predictable. I didn't throw up as often, but I did get a lot of headaches as well. And those were really miserable. And so just knowing that I had had those things, however minor, still definitely really uncomfortable in my pregnancies. I really just wanted to support my body. And also knowing that this is my third pregnancy, I understand that my minerals are depleted every single pregnancy. And that it's just, it's a lot on your body to not only have a baby, build a baby, have a baby, nurse that baby for a couple of years, like I did with both of mine, but then also just, you know, like keep them alive. That's a whole thing as well. And so realizing that I was going to need more nutrients to really prepare well for this third pregnancy, um, I really do think that it paid off in that I did not have really much morning sickness at all. I had a little bit of nausea in the mornings, but I was really consistent about eating something simple as soon as I woke up. And I was really focused as well on getting my carbs and protein throughout the day. And I truly think that that made a really big difference in the way that I felt as far as morning sickness went. And I also noticed that my energy was a lot better, even in the first trimester. However, I did definitely plan to take extra naps during this pregnancy. Just as an experienced mom, I knew that it was worth it, that I would never feel regret for taking extra naps before I had a baby. So I definitely took some extra naps, but it was really more of a self-care versus a I'm dying and I have to take a nap. So I felt like my energy and my nausea were significantly better in this pregnancy and my blood sugar balance as well, because I definitely had some issues with that in my second pregnancy. So pregnancy overall was really good. And then when I got to the end of my pregnancy, I was planning a home birth with midwives, which is what I had done before. And so I'll just kind of go through my birth story briefly, but I had an amazing birth with Malachi. Like I mentioned before, I'd had two natural births before I had had my first one with midwives at a birth center, which was really, really long. And I think I really just didn't know what to expect. And I had more fear than I would have liked to have because it was really intense and I had a lot of pain and everyone had been telling me basically, like I was 23. So everyone was telling me like, you're so healthy, you're doing so great. Like I was running all the time. I literally was running at, I think it was like 40 weeks and like Six days with my first daughter because I don't know. I thought I was invincible and I thought that that was going to be a good thing. And so everyone was like, oh my gosh, you're so healthy. It's going to be so easy for you to have this baby. And it wasn't that easy because I never had a baby before. So that's where I came into my second birth. And I definitely still had some apprehension, but knowing that my body could do it was really helpful. Being in my home was really helpful. And my second birth, I felt like was really healing. And I was able to have a shorter labor. And so going into this birth, I did a lot of research and like a lot of reading and also just a lot of like, just work on trusting myself and trusting my body. And I'll give a couple of resources actually for those of you who are pregnant or like looking, going to be giving birth in the future. There is an Instagram account called Pain-Free Birth who I think she's incredible. She also has a website. If you're not on Instagram, her name is Karen and she just shares the most empowering and encouraging birth stories. So if you're just like a birth nerd like me and you're interested in that, I love her information. That was really encouraging to me. There's also a book called Birth Without Fear. I don't know who the author is because I didn't think about that before I started recording, but that book was also really encouraging. And then also just surrounding myself with women who were encouraging about birth, I thought was so helpful too. And just again, like going back to the space of trusting my body. So I went into labor at, I want to say it was 40 weeks and two days with Malachi on a Monday and started to have really regular contractions where I was like, okay, yes, like these are strong. This is happening. I've done this before. This is the day. Sent my kiddos to my mom's house around dinner time. They were going to spend the night there. I was like, we're having a baby tonight. Long story short, contractions slowed down and like pretty much went away around 10 p.m. And I was like, what in the world is happening? This is so annoying. I'm ready to have my baby. Ended up going to bed and actually getting a pretty good night's rest and woke up around like four or five in the morning with some stronger contractions that were doing something. I could tell they were doing something, but I also, like, they just were not getting consistent. It didn't feel like it was progressing. And so I was out every single baby that I've had. I've been out at like four or five in the morning, walking outside with my husband and like dragging him out of bed. Like we are having this baby get out of bed. So we're out walking. I'm walking on the curb because he was posterior and I was trying to get him to turn around. And I was doing, you know, a mile circuit every couple of days the week before. And doing all these things to try to turn him long story short that's about when i started to emotionally collapse because i just wanted him to be born and it didn't feel like it was ever going to happen i was convinced he was for sure going to stay in there forever and i was crying and all the things but my chiropractor was able to get a hold of her and she is incredible she ended up coming and doing some adjustments for me. And I think that that's really where things started to get started. But in my emotional state, I ended up calling my mom and I was like, he's never coming out, bring the kids home. So I spent the morning outside with my kids and swinging them on the swing and just spending time with them. Because as you mamas know, like those last like moments or days before you have another baby just feels so precious to me of like, this is the last time it's just going to be us or You know, things are going to change. Like, I'm going to have someone else to pay attention to. And so we had a really good morning, and I started, I was just like stopping to have contractions kind of intermittently, and they were pretty strong. But eventually, I think I was still in this denial state of like, I want him to come so bad. So he's definitely not coming out. But eventually, around like lunchtime, my sister in law came over and actually was like, I was having a contraction, like leaning over the counter, and she's like, I'm going to take the kids now. Like, you look like you're going to have a baby. And so, Pretty shortly after that, I felt like I was finally there and called the midwife. And once she came, I was already at, I think it was either a seven or an eight, maybe a seven. And I think that once I realized like, okay, this is actually happening. I'm having the baby. My mindset shifted. I remember asking my doula and I think chiropractor to pray with me because I still had some anxiety that I really didn't want to have. Like, I really wanted to be in the space of trusting my body and trusting the Lord and just like being present in this time of welcoming my baby. And so I was able to kind of like release that and let it go. And within just a little while, the contractions started to get much more regular, but I still had a lot of rest between the contractions, which was really nice. They stayed, I don't even know how far apart, but I probably had like at least a minute in between them. And I just remember like, I had just an amazing birth team and Just like laughing and like making jokes between contractions, which was not my experience in the past, and really being able to like be in the zone and really feel just this peace and connection with my body that I hadn't felt before. And really just feeling like that I could relax into the contractions and just open and like just kind of make those lower noises to just feel my pelvic floor opening and to just like release and trust my body, which is not something like I mentioned that I had been able to do before. And so it really my entire active labor was really peaceful and really joyful as well. And when I started to feel a lot more pressure, I would wanted to use the birth tub and I kind of realized like, oh, if I want to use this, I better get in. So I got in the birth tub and it was really only a couple of a couple more contractions and my body started pushing on its own. With my first daughter, I definitely had to like I thought that I had to be really obvious about pushing and like I had to push on purpose and maybe that was the case for my first, but with my boys, both times, my body started pushing on its own. And it's just such an incredible feeling to know that your body knows exactly what to do and when to do it. And having him in the water at home with just such incredible people around me, my husband was there, of course, and my birth team, it was just so... Hey friends, sorry to interrupt, but I have something new and free for you. So it's going to be worth it. I just created a private pod course that is going to teach you all about how to actually balance your blood sugar for happier hormones and more stable moods and energy. And I'm giving away the first two episodes completely free. All you have to do is sign up and grab those and you will have complete access right away. Your link is in the show notes and I will see you in there. I just don't even honestly have words for it and I never would have believed that that would be my experience with birth because I haven't ever until a lot more recently been one of those people who is so like in tune with my body and trusting my body and like in that space where I could say I had a joyful and honestly pain-free birth, but I honestly did have that experience. I had definitely intensity in my contractions and a lot of pressure when he was coming out, but. When I kept that mindset of continually just relaxing into what my body needed to do and trusting it, the pain and the fear was not there. So I'm sharing this because it was such an incredible experience for me, but also to encourage you that that can be the case for you too. And I truly believe the thing that changed was my mindset. And then also just having a safe space to have my baby without maybe having interventions that I didn't want. I definitely had a midwife and a doula, and my husband's a nurse. Like, we were not without medical staff. That's not something that I'm comfortable with. And we actually don't live super far from a hospital either. So it's always on my mind that, like, if there was an emergency, I want to have those resources available. And if there's not an emergency, then I don't need them. And I loved being able to have my sweet little baby at home and then just crawl right into my bed. And Going into the immediate postpartum phase, my midwives are always very strict basically about staying in bed for an entire week and then spending the next week basically like still resting. So like on the couch, but not up and moving a lot and not standing for a long time to really support your pelvic floor healing and the placenta insertion site in your uterus being able to heal up and your bleeding being able to kind of like die down a little bit faster. And so that period of time, I always look forward to it. And yet it's really hard because your your baby is learning to breastfeed and your nipples are sore. And like, you've just gone through this big event where there's emotions that are catching up. And also like, I'm a big doer. I'm busy. I do things all the time. And so it sounds so great to just like chill in bed with your new baby. And it is so great. And yet there's still this like emotion behind it for me that this is like not normal, I'm not used to this. And so anyway, I just, I always have mixed emotions in that time, but I really enjoyed this time around really just having a focus on nourishing my body really consistently again, because that is something that I focus on a lot and really just thinking about like, how can I get minerals? How can I get more nutrient dense foods? And this is actually something that, I teach in my postpartum guide and I will link to that if you are not aware of the postpartum guide, but I created this postpartum guide with my friend, Nicole, who is a pelvic floor physical therapist. And it really is created to be everything you need for the first six weeks, including things like what foods to prep and how to nourish your body after for happy hormones. We have information about breastfeeding in there. And then Nicole has an entire six week program, like every exercise videos, everything about supporting your pelvic floor and healing your pelvic floor after childbirth, whether that's a C-section or vaginal delivery. She has so much information in there. So as I was resting in bed, I was able to start doing some gentle pelvic floor work. And then I really feel like it has been incredible to be able to go through just really specific pelvic Floor support, not only in pregnancy, but also afterward. And I still have not seen a physical therapist in person, but I've even just been able to use the exercises that I've been given. And I did work with a trainer during pregnancy just to make sure that I was not hurting myself by exercising and that what I was doing was appropriate. And I really feel like that made a big difference too, because before I've always worked out during pregnancy, but haven't really had specific guidelines. But the healing in my pelvic floor has been really great. And I know that it's really common, ladies, to feel like jumping on the trampoline or like sneezing or laughing are normal times to pee. But truly, that does not have to be the case. And that's coming from someone who has had three babies vaginally. And they weren't the smallest babies, big belly the whole time, all the things. It doesn't have to be that way. And I really think that it can be more simple. So if that is something you're struggling with, just a little side note, we do have some tools to support you there. Reach out to me. I'll include the postpartum guide in the show notes. And there's so much more in the postpartum guide too than just the pelvic floor stuff. But even if it's just that, it's incredible. It's so worth it to be able to to have that support and not be yourself, honestly, and not have painful sex. And all the things that we're told are basically like so common as a woman. It's just normal in motherhood. So I am against all of that for sure. So going back to that first week in bed, I did want to mention something that I did ahead of time in my like, I don't know, 36 plus week range of pregnancy is I did quite a bit of food prep. And I'm not generally like a meal prepper, but in this case, that was what felt safe to me was like creating space to have good food. And I knew that I wanted to nourish well. And so in the postpartum guide, I do have a lot of these recipes, but a couple of things that I really focused on were making easy proteins So I cooked up some chicken and chopped it up and I put it in these little paper freezer cup that I could have like a single serving. So it was all cooked and all I had to do was throw in a pan for a couple minutes and it was ready to go. I also did things like meatballs and I included some liver in my meatballs to make sure that I was rebuilding iron and copper after giving birth. That was really helpful. I loved having those on hand. And then I just definitely stocked up on like fresh fruits that I knew would be really nourishing and easy breakfast options that maybe I wouldn't buy all the time, like little single serving Greek yogurts or things like that. Because it's hard for me when I'm in bed to just like call my husband 24 seven and be like, I'm hungry again, make me something. And yet I'm really dedicated to not spending a lot of time out of bed because I I have seen that really help my healing. So a couple of things like that were really helpful because I knew that, I wanted to be really consistent with eating and it was easier to have something like that that I could either just take a super quick walk to the fridge, get myself or even have one of my kids get for me because my husband was home. I'm so thankful for that and he was really supportive and helping me but also like he was taking care of me and a brand new baby and two other kids and himself and so anything that I could do to make it a little easier on him was great and then we also had tons of family and friends bringing us food afterward. And something that I just want to also mention there is like if you do have family bringing you meals postpartum, it's really usually fine with them if you have specific things that you like and don't like. So I did have a couple of requests of like, I generally don't eat gluten and that's something that is part of more of my past health journey than my current one, but that's something that I was just able to mention. And then I also... You know, if someone asked specifically what I liked, then there were specific things that I could ask for and just really focusing on like keeping it nutrient dense and keeping it simple was my focus with food for sure. And then breastfeeding, I just wanted to mention this quickly. All of my kiddos have had tongue ties and I know that there's a lot more information out there about tongue ties now, but with each of my kids, it actually really has affected their breastfeeding. And with my second one, we even had to go a few steps further than just a simple tongue tie revision at the dentist. We did some craniosacral therapy that seemed really helpful. All of my kids have had that actually, but he was even having a lot more feeding issues like seven, eight weeks out. And so we ended up going to a speech therapist who taught us some exercises to loosen and kind of tone some muscles in his cheeks and his jaw because he was like refusing to breastfeed. He would only take a bottle and eventually we realized it was because since he had a tongue tie he learned how to suck in utero with a tongue tie and the muscles in his cheeks were getting sore when he nursed and it was easier for him to suck out of a bottle so we were able to work with a speech therapist and i did have to pump and use some bottles in between because he truly would not nurse and once we started doing these exercises he eventually started nursing again and was able to nurse until he was 2 so I just wanted to throw that in there. If there's any mamas struggling with breastfeeding, or if you just need to like tuck that in your brain for later, that was a really helpful step for us. And as you can hear, I am more and more as I move forward as a mama, I just find that having support is so, so key. And I know that it's, it can get really expensive. And something that I would just recommend is even as you're pregnant, saving a little bit of extra money for some of those expenses that may come up or We actually have a like Christian health sharing type of insurance and they covered a lot of the things that traditional insurance would not cover. So that's just a little bit of a side note on sometimes it is harder than we expect to breastfeed or sometimes we need support during pregnancy to make sure that we're protecting our bodies well, or you may need pelvic floor physical therapy, those type of things. I always recommend just kind of like planning ahead for them as much as possible, because when you do those resources are more available to you. And I really do think that it makes a big difference in outcomes, basically. So once we moved past that initial postpartum, like first few weeks, and definitely past the first month, I wanted to talk about how I continued to fuel my body and also how I kind of gently eased into exercise. So I did use a postpartum guide for exercise for the first six weeks, like I mentioned, and it was really specifically working on restoring the core and pelvic floor. And I didn't do a lot more than that until I started walking. I think I started walking around like three to four weeks or something like that. And it was very short walks. I was monitoring my bleeding. I think at that point I had pretty much stopped bleeding, but just making sure that it wasn't too much for my body. And I really feel like this postpartum period has been so good for me. I felt so good because I have given myself an abundance of grace with things like exercise. I haven't rushed to lose weight by any means. There has not been honestly even one day in this last year that I have restricted calories or that I've tried to eat less than my body is asking for, less that I'm hungry for because I want to lose weight. And I have been able to lose You know, honestly, I think I am about five pounds heavier than I was before I got pregnant with Malachi. And I'm just sharing that because it's not something that bothers me at this point. I did end up actually going up a size in jeans after he was born, you know, somewhere around like a couple of months after he was born. And I really chose that in this season, I would prefer to buy a couple pairs of jeans in a bigger size versus giving myself. Unrealistic expectations for where I am right now to be really focusing on food more specifically when it comes to like trying to create even a small calorie deficit or trying to work out harder. And now that I'm at the year postpartum, that's something that I probably will be focusing on a little bit. And I do think that, you know, eventually losing that five pounds would be something that I would like to do. And I feel really confident that that's something that I can do. But with that being said, I gained like 35 ish pounds. Something like that in pregnancy. And all but five of those pounds has gone away without me focusing on it. And so I just want to say, like, when we are nourishing our bodies well, when we're moving in a way that works for us, it really is possible to have effortless weight loss, whether it looks as perfect as you want it to or not. I just hate to see any mamas like overstressed and adding to their emotional. Stress in this first, even at least the first few months postpartum by really feeling like we have to get back to that like pre-baby body or something like that. Because honestly, we know like we're never going to be the same, whether it's physically or mentally after we have a baby. And so just expecting our body to like look exactly the same, I think truly is a little bit unrealistic. And not to say that you can't get back to the same weight or that you can't potentially even look better. I just think that that perspective of like, we have to be, you know, how we were before the baby is probably not really that encouraging. As far as exercise goes, I have consistently walked ever since that couple of month mark. And I started adding in some gentle like body weight training for a while. And then I started adding in some strength training once I was definitely past like the three month mark. And I really have been able to build little by little exercise wise, but I've kept it really minimal because until just a month or two ago, my baby was not sleeping through the night. And I think just realizing that when our energy is lower, when we're not getting enough sleep or we're spending a lot of time nursing our babies or stress is higher, that we just need more grace. And so what that looked like for me was really focusing first on getting the nutrients I needed, focusing on some gentle movement maybe that I could do with my kids, but not necessarily feeling like I had to hit it four to five days a week in the gym or anything like that. And especially just realizing like the days that I didn't get good sleep that my baby was up nursing four times were not going to be the days that it was appropriate for me to do a big heavy workout. And so giving myself again, so much grace has been so encouraging. And if you're in that postpartum season and you're like, it feels like forever, I don't know if I'll ever get out of it. Like. One year out is a totally different picture than six months out or three months out. And so just being patient has been so good this time around. And I feel like I've gotten basically the same results as I got when I gave myself a hard time and tried really hard. And it's been so much more fun, so much more freeing. And I've just enjoyed time with my baby so, so much. So last little recap piece of this episode or like last tip is when I'm talking about hormone balance postpartum, when I'm addressing mood postpartum, I always, always will go back to, are you nourished? Are you getting what you need? And so when we're looking at that, that means eating consistently. It means eating breakfast. It means eating nourishing foods versus just filler foods and making sure that you're getting your minerals replenished through things like the adrenal cocktail or mineral rich liquids or in season ripe fruits. All of those things are going to make a really big difference. And then If you're struggling with energy postpartum, if you're struggling with mood, I also really highly recommend that you add in some beef liver or if oysters are something that you eat, that you add in some oysters because those can add a lot of minerals like bioavailable copper, which is super important for so many of the body functions that you need postpartum as well. So really just focusing on adding in those nutrients versus focusing on cutting calories or cutting even healthy sugars, those kind of things are going to give you the energy that you need. And while postpartum depression is definitely a big topic and it's not something that I would ever point fingers or like blame someone for having by any means, I really do think that the nourishment piece and sleep and getting sunshine and having community can make a huge, huge difference in that. And so I'm always going to go back to those basics in the postpartum guide. And in any time I'm working with someone postpartum one-on-one as well, or even when we're talking in pregnancy about preparing for postpartum, it really makes a huge difference to just continue to focus on those basic steps and to do it consistently over time. I definitely get questions about like, okay, you've got three, you've got a girl and two boys, like, are you done? And to be honest, this last birth experience and postpartum experience has just been so good that we've always, by the way, said that we wanted to have four kids. So this isn't like totally anything new, but I have just, I just have felt so good in my body and feel like I've learned to love my body in such a different way that I would love to experience it again. If that's something that God has for us, I definitely believe in spacing out kiddos at least a couple years to give me some time to replenish as well as give me some time to nurse my baby without being pregnant at the same time. So that's not in the plans anytime super soon for us, but I am just so encouraged by all of the goodness that I've had in this season. And I hope that this episode is encouraging to you too, that that can be possible. I'm definitely going to be doing another postpartum episode coming up in the future. So send me an email Let me know what you would like to hear. I'm going to be doing it with um, Nicole so that we can talk about pelvic floor for sure, but we're going to be talking about other postpartum topics as well. So let me know your questions and I will see you next time. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today, for listening, and I hope that you were encouraged and learned something new. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you be willing to share it with a friend and to leave us a review? I believe that every woman deserves to understand her body and feel great in it. And you can help me in this mission by sharing the podcast. If you're also feeling like you're ready for the next step and you're really ready to dive in in your hormone journey, my course, Nourish Your Hormones is created specifically for you. It's a step-by-step blueprint to increase your metabolism, restore energy, and have better periods and mood every single month. I would love to connect with you. So come over and join me on my Instagram page at Lisha Drews and send me a message. If you have questions or just want to tell me something that you enjoyed about this episode. I can't wait to meet you.